welcome back to the Lumberjohn Podcast. Today's guest is David Fenn, a craftsman and leader in the Mankind Project. Together, in his eclectic Seattle workshop, we went through his story one step at a time, from becoming a professional furniture maker, to discovering men's work and growing as a leader in the Mankind Project community. Let's dive into it. My guest today is uh, David Fenn. David, thank you for taking the time. It's uh, an honor to be in your amazing workspace. You're very welcome. Yeah. So, uh, well, like I, like I said I was going to ask, David Fenn, who are you? Um, I'm a 64-year-old married man. Mm. I'm a cabinet maker and furniture designer. And I live and work in Seattle, Washington. I'm the oldest of four children. I am happily married. And uh, I enjoy what I do. Hmm. Yeah. So have you always been drawn to creating things with your hands? Yeah. 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 Um, I I was given a lot of encouragement when I was in in high school and junior high Mm. to uh, pursue that direction and uh, I did I did parents and peers Te- alike parents teachers yeah. some some friends uh, but it was uh, it was just like a solo quest yeah yeah nice so you're able to build upon that and so you today you say you make cabinets Is cabinets and furniture cabinets and furniture anything anything that re- requires handwork yeah, yeah okay so wood uh, any other materials? Glass, Glass. steel, uh, plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of different things. Did you have any kind of, I know, professional instruction in said art, or have you kind of learned this through your own um, building? Both. Yeah. Um, when I graduated from college, a couple of the professors, or one professor that I worked under, plus his business partner, um, they encouraged me to join their business mm-hmm. and they were starting a cabinet making shop at that time and I was my um, area of expertise was two-dimensional art and I really felt very weak in three-dimensional things mm. and so I wanted to round out my skills hand skills package and so I thought I looked at it as a challenge yeah and and uh, took that on and I've, I've just been doing it ever since Mm. So your your background was in two D art, kind of like a engineering drafting. What is no? It was it was a photography drawing, printmaking. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Would you say that's that served you going forward into this three D kind of like building out things? Does that do you touch on those skills at all anymore? Rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say that the the thing that stuck with me the most. Is that I can recognize something that's really good. Yeah, you've got. Uh, that I just have a, a visceral response to it, mm-hmm. and um, for that I am extremely grateful. Mm. But uh, what I studied um, really doesn't come into play yeah. much right now. It's um, in a technical sense. There, there really isn't any transfer knowledge transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where does the, the majority of your, your designs and the things that you build, are they requested by other people? 
do you design your own things to sell or is it kind of like a a, a project basis this is a custom made like to that. order custom to order um shop and i don't carry inventory mm -hmm. um uh, people hear about me or they've worked with me before yeah and they call me and they say we want this can you do it and usually i say i can Mm -hmm. um, if I can't, I'll try to send them someplace yeah. that I know can, can handle it much better than I can. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't happen often, but it does. It does happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, just kind of working with clients that you've kind of like built up over the years. Yeah. You have like a, a large base of people that you right. recurringly make things for. Right. It's, mm. uh, the word that people use these days is bespoke. Bespoke. Right. Mm. And... Um, are you familiar with that? Yeah, the okay. very the, the 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 handmade with intention. Right. Kind of, Usually, yeah. it's applied to the uh, uh, clothing and apparel industry, mm -hmm. but um, it fits in a lot of different fields beyond making custom suits for men. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nice. I definitely. I see something special in the space. It's it's very very lived in. Uh, it's very uh, it worked in. Worked in, yeah. There's there's nothing like a messy workshop to to really speak to someone's enthusiasm and passion about something that I see. It's it's very exciting being in this space. Uh huh. Mm. How long have you been in this particular area? Have you had other workshops? Do you work anywhere else? Oh, in this space, I've yeah. been probably seven or eight years, mm -hmm. maybe let's see, nineteen. 2019 probably eight years plus or minus yeah and before that i was in south lake union for a long time mm. a long time and i really enjoyed being down there yeah um, that was before it became amazonville mm -hmm. and uh, when i first moved into that space in 93 there were god there must have been a, a 18 to two dozen cabinet shops and workshops in South Lake Union. Yeah. And when I moved out, whenever that was in uh, 2007 or 8, mm -hmm. I was the last one. You were the last one I to was leave. the last one. Oh, yeah. man. It was just before they built that Whole Foods. And that was know, the end of it all. Across from <laughs> Denny Park. Well, that yeah. was the beginning of the end. Yeah, the beginning of the end. And then it was just Amazon yeah. from here on out. Yeah. Wow. So what, what uh, did you see that everyone leaving and see that kind of gentrification of the area or, or and did you move because of that or did you? Yeah, I had to. Yeah. I had to move because I, I, yeah, I just felt like I wanted, I had to move on my schedule mm -hmm. rather than move on somebody else's because if I had to move on somebody else's schedule, it was going to, the time frame was going to be much more compressed yeah. and it wasn't go probably going to be to my liking. Mm -hmm. You know, I would ha I might have to move projects. Uh, it would have been a mess. But um, as it was, my wife saw this on Craigslist, mm. and she said, "You've got to look at this." And I, the when I first looked at, it, I thought, "Gosh, it's so small." Yeah. Because I had probably twice as more much space. space. And but but it's twenty minutes from our house by bicycle. And I don't have to go into town. I don't have to take a whole lot of arterial streets yeah. to get here. And so I thought, okay, we'll make it work. And I have. I mm. have. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a 
close to home. Yep. Working with the space you have. Yep. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you've got it made. You've got your own space. You've got clients. You're building things. It sounds like everything's perfect. Well, no, I want to correct that. I can do what I want. I don't have it made. So, <laughs> so there, there's a distinction to be made there. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got it pretty good. I mean, um, I can be fairly independent here. Yeah. But um, it's it, very difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. How, how have you struggled being a... Well, cabinet maker. I'm not a natural business person. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not even a. I wasn't even a natural craftsman when I started out. Mm. Um, so I had to learn how to do both, and it's a very slow process. And um, the more I learn, the more I know I what I don't know, and it just mm. sort of it funnels out mm. and and I the way I've learned how to deal with that is to uh, minimize my expectations now at this stage of my life is it just so I, I need mm. to accept the fact that I'm not going to be able to do everything or know everything yeah and to let a lot of that go mm. and so um, that contributes to my self sense of well-being <laughs> as well really it that's, does it really yeah, does um, you know, as a young man, it's different. Um, mm. You know, I want it all. I want it all now. Mm. But now, at I'm 64, uh, my time is limited, so mm. I have to make some intelligent decisions from here on out. Mm. Yeah, realism. Yep, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, um, shifting gears. Um, as as you see, you know, you have to make intelligent decisions. You have less time. Um, do you? Um, what kind of outlets do you have for kind of being in community and helping others? Um, Mankind Project. Is that something that you have always been deeply involved with? Is that something that is new in your life? I've actually done it since two thousand four. Since two thousand four. Yeah, and I've been involved in men's work since. 96, 97, mm. something like that. And uh, it's been very satisfying. Um, so how did you find this, this concept of men's work? Were you, what was going on in your life when you were oh, in That's mm. what it was. And um, an ex-girlfriend knew about my challenges and difficulties with this heartbreak. And she said, why don't you join a men's group? Mm-hmm. And so I looked into it and found one that was meeting on a regular basis in Edmonds, Washington. Mm-hmm. They, I think they still exist. And um, so I, I started with that group and stayed with it so it's for like seven years. I stayed with it for yeah. seven years. And um, a lot of the men from that group had migrated mm-hmm. to the Mankind Project. And so they were, sometimes they would go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I heard about the Mankind Project, and I was lucky enough to attend a um, shadow work facilitation uh, weekend with um, a very good facilitator. This was just after 9 11 mm. in November of 2001. And I was astonished yeah. at what could happen. Um, and one of those weekends, I was really taken, and um, uh, I promised a couple of men that um, 
one day I would do the the initiation weekend, mm-hmm. and um, in 2004 I I did it. Yeah, I did that. There was nothing, at, you know, in 2004 there was nothing going on in my life that was that, that I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that I made a promise to two men that I would do it, and and I wanted to to fulfill that yeah. commitment, and and that's why I did it. So you weren't struggling, but how did that how did that impact you going through that that weekend for the Mankind Project? Was it a still a powerful experience? Did you change well, in any way? Well, to be honest with you, I the the uh, first men's group that I was a part of was kind of a hybrid. So we I went through a weekend like kind of like that, a light weekend like mm. that um, with them. So I kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. For my weekend, I still had a blast on that weekend, and and um, uh, I have to say I've met some of the most interesting men I have ever met um, since then. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, powerful, moving stories, experiences, um, and life sharing. Yeah. yeah. So, for the sake of others listening, I I mean, I don't want to try to have you speak for MKP, but but what is MKP to you? In your words, how could what would you how would you describe the Mankind Project? I would say that mm. it's about uh, men connecting with other men, mm-hmm. uh, men feeling safe around other men to share their innermost thoughts and fears and triumphs mm. uh, and and challenges. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, for me, one of the greatest gifts that I ever gave to myself was creating my own um, mentor group. Um, this hmm. is usually not recommended until you get on leader tracker, until you're ready to sit to certify. Mm-hmm. And I did it. Um, well in advance of that and I actually one of my main mentor is the man that I went to sort of participate with in a shadow work facilitation weekend hmm. in 2001 he he was very impressive yeah his name is Martin Lasoff and um, uh, that just blew me away and so when it came time to create this mentor court I, I wanted to gather a group of men that I could depend on see I'm the oldest in my family so I always wanted an older brother okay and um, so um, I kind of made the connection that this that's what this mentor court was going to be about was mm. a, a series of older brothers who were very different who could give me guidance and mentor me not only with the mankind project but with other challenging issues mm-hmm uh, most of the mentoring now has to do with the Mankind Project, but yeah. I still go to them with different different challenges that yeah, I face. Yeah, you can just bring whatever yeah. you got going on. So, you know, to get three or four um, uh, mentors like that is is I did that myself, and it, it's just it's just been great. It's so, so there's so much support there, and and now that I think about it, one of my mentors is younger than I am. Hmm. And one of the things that I had a great deal of regret about in my growing up was that I wasn't a better older brother. Mm. And I've been trying to sort of heal that one for 40 years with my siblings. And 
having a mentor who is younger than I am um, is, is really critical to that healing because I take him seriously. I, I believe that he knows more than I probably ever will about the Mankai Project. Mm-hmm. But every time we connect, it's like I am denying that original behavior pattern. Yeah, you're, you're addressing that shadow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really healthy thing for me, to, is, is to be reminded all mm. the time that, that I am capable of this. Yeah, to just strengthen that pathway. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so and so we, uh, we mentioned uh, shadow work. Yeah. Uh, can you touch on, on exactly what that what that is? It's a method of uh, processing a man, and some people might call it psychodrama, hmm. um, in a limited amount of time uh, with uh, very little in the way of uh, accoutrements or props mm-hmm. very simple sort of approach to one well it can be done one on one it can be done in a group but no tools essentially just words um very few props yeah it's it's yeah. really hard to describe without seeing it uh-huh. because um if somebody you know i imagine myself if somebody who was expert at that came to me before I had ever seen it mm-hmm. and they tried to explain to me what happened I go what you know, <laughs> you know it just it doesn't mm-hmm. you have to see it to believe it yeah. and um, it's a it's it's not like therapy that's very clear it's not a substitute mm. um, what it is it's an opportunity for a participant in one of those processes to take a look at what's not working for him in his life or her mm-hmm. life. And it's up to them whether they want to take action to change that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, an unusual, um, it's like theater, piece yeah. of theater that one can either facilitate or participate in or just witness. Mm. And there's there's healing to be done and, and witnessing that as well. Right, right. And it it's not like we can get a group of people and just do it like here. Yeah. There has to be some setup mm-hmm. for it, um, some trust building and some time to let things sort of develop where the, the sense of collective trust grows yeah. to the point where something some good can come out of it because without that trust um it's mm-hmm. you know it just it'll fall flat and mkp is kind of like building those containers in the form of containers circles. of trust. yeah i would yeah. say that's another thing that that mkp uh teaches is how to develop and trust how to develop and build those containers of trust mm-hmm. and maintain them over time yeah Hmm. And so, so how, what has that track taken you through MKP? What, are, where, where do you sit now in MKP compared to where um, you're I'm a certified co-leader. I'm qualified to help um, lead these events anywhere in the world. Hmm. Um, and that's that's a specialized track of uh, leadership that um, I began probably. 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. and um, 
I did not go the fast way. It, mm-hmm. I, I was certified in, I think, 2016 or 2017. 2016. So mm. uh, it, it took me about nine or ten years yeah. to, to do it. And some men go faster than that. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I wanted to keep some um, work-life MKP balance. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, you feel like you've got a, a healthy hand on that. And uh, most or, of the time, yeah. my, my wife would beg to differ on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I try. I try really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've done better uh, than a lot of men. A lot of men who go fast, they burn out. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid, and I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. You see the value. Yeah. The value in yeah. going through these yeah. weekends and what it does for other men. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, what's uh, what's next for you and MKP? Is there anything anything out of the ordinary? Anything upcoming? Oh, what's next? You know, I don't see anything on the horizon. I, I what I'd like to do is is uh, help others and support others in realizing their potential in the Mm. Mankind Project. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the work that's being done now in the the prisons Mm. um, and also on um, the uh, indigenous first peoples uh, reservations. Mm. And what what kind of work is that? Just bringing the... Well, we'll, we're going to have the first... Um, native NWTA on the Pine Ridge uh, uh, reservation in South Dakota in a week mm. and um, it's called the All Nations NWTA and as my I understand it the local men and women there requested that this NWTA be represented by all of the major races the mm. the black, the white, the red, and the yellow. So men from all of those mm. ethnic groups will gather together to at Pine Ridge experience. and will staff this NWTA. But I think that uh, prisons and uh, indigenous NWTAs are where this work needs to go. Mm. Um, I mean, in this country, yeah. Uh, and M- MKP over it represents how many countries? Is it, is it worldwide? Is yeah, it's worldwide. Organization? It's, yeah, there. I don't know how many um, centers there are, but it it's uh, um, they're getting started in India now, um, Africa. It's expanding in Africa. It's uh, all over Western Europe. Um, I think it's going to be a while before they get to Asia mm-hmm. and do anything in Asia. There's, there's somebody that's trying to get one going in Japan, but I'm I'm talking about penetration like into Southeast Asia. Um, the only reason I think why they're in India is because English is the co-national language, mm-hmm. so communication is very easy. Yeah, able to actually bring the message along. But, one of the, I think one of the weaknesses in MKP or yeah MKP leadership is that uh, there are very few 
uh, multilingual or bilingual um, mm-hmm. certified leaders, at least in the United States. Yeah. Now that's that's changing with with the um, with with Mexico coming online mm. as an independent center. That a lot of them are are bilingual at mm-hmm. least, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big advocate for that. Mm. In the the NWTA the, this week is that done all around the world? Is it the same experience, more or less? Or I've only yeah. I've only staffed out of center or out of country in Canada, so I can't speak mm. to that. I'm okay. I'm not sure how. I would say in general it's the same, mm-hmm. but we've cha- we're changing Without some being things. There, then don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're changing some things for this this uh, native weekend mm-hmm. to fit and to be culturally appropriate, mm-hmm. and that's that's a tightrope walk right there because yeah. um, the full leader Henry Thurman is a consummate diplomat, and he's mm-hmm. trying to make sure that his obligations to the Mankind Project are being met, and also the local people are getting what they want, and it's not yeah. easy. It's it's easier said than done, and I think he's doing a great job. Mm. You know. I imagine this has been a long time in the making. Then a lot of a lot of uh, yeah, they they've yeah. been working on it for maybe a decade to make sure that they they get an official north you know yeah. new warrior training adventure. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So from then on, it's it's just the routine of staffing NWTAs. Uh, going forward for yourself, do you do you see yourself becoming more of a, a mentor role? What's oh, I'm already yeah, you're already <laughs> stepping into that mentorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm mentoring several men right. Take a lot of energy. It's I'm surprised at how much energy that that requires. Mm. But you know, men did it for me. And, yeah, and and so uh, that's the least that I can do. And it's interesting too. I mean, I'm. Like you, I'm really interested, very curious about hearing other stories. Mm. And don't feel really all that moved to tell my own. I mean, I mm. could just listen to others. And and uh, so, you know, being a mentor like this, it's, it's really, it's about the mentee. Mm-hmm. You know, it really isn't about me at that point. And so... Um, I just do a lot of listening and um, try to pick up consistencies and inconsistencies and point them out. Mm. Yeah. Strengthen the man they already are as opposed to trying to change them. You know, it may require that at some point. Yeah. I don't I haven't run into it yet. I think that is part of the responsibility, definitely, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's more of the former. Yeah. You know, which is is uh, just guide them in a uh, lightly. Yeah. Right now. Just kind of. Yeah. It's the leadership path that you spoke of yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's. Uh, how long has this been? Has this been going on in your life? The, the mentorship. It, um. It well, it's picked up pretty good the last six or eight months. Yeah. Um. um and and uh, the men that I, my mentors tell me that they are not surprised that that the, mm. you know other men have sort of of, of uh, got gotten my attention or that they've they've sort of uh, uh, resonated with me and felt like I had something to offer to them 
So that's that's nice to hear. But it's it's uh, it's not it's not for the faint of heart or people who have little time to spare. Mm. You know, I, I mean, yeah. it's 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 a very sort of focused activity that requires a lot of investment and some serious listening. Mm. Serious listening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess kind of kind of wrapping up. Who is the Mankind Project for? Would you recommend that anyone, any kind of man, check out the Mankind Project? Would you? What? What would should people expect to get out of coming into a, something like this? This NWTA training, or just being even just sitting in circle with other men. Um. The Mankind Project and the New Warrior Training Adventure can be transformational. Mm. And uh, I would not recommend it for everybody. Mm. I would recommend that everyone consider it. But it is, uh, it can be psychologically demanding. Mm for a, a, a concentrated period of time. Yeah. Um, most of the men that come out of that weekend um, feel like it's been time extremely well spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they have a similar experience um, to mine is that they will encounter some of the most interesting men mm. that they'll ever meet. Yeah. You know? And that content for me that continues to happen. Mm-hmm. So would you say your life is is richer? Oh for going through it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tend to be a loner. I mean, mm-hmm. I I am perfectly happy to work by myself, but um, um, yeah, it it's just constantly changing, and um, I get to observe uh, group dynamics and. Um, individuals sort of evolve over a period of time if we stay in touch and contact yeah so you see the growth how they change yeah Yeah. Mm. Yeah. awesome it sounds very rewarding uh where can people find more more information about this mysterious mkp this mysterious mkp yeah um mkp.org that's one place um I would say that's probably the best place to go cold. Mm-hmm. Um, the next best place is to talk to someone who's already been through the weekend and is initiated. Um, another way is through uh, an event called Circles of Men. Mm. That is a free, no obligation event that we do prior to each of our training adventures probably five weeks in advance Mm -hmm. and uh, circles of men um they could contact me yeah uh, if they wanted to find out more about the circles of men um there's one let me see this is there's one coming up on the 27th of april which Mm -hmm. is the weekend that i'll be away um but they're held in the seattle area Mm -hmm. and uh um, there is a capacity. I mean, there is an upper limit, so yeah. it, it closes out once that limits. Um, I think it's twelve to fourteen men or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's an all-day event, and uh, lunch is included. 
Um, they have open, there are open integration groups where men are invited to come as mm. guests to see um, how we continue to uh, encourage and support each other yeah. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And for to find out information about that, you just kind of have to reach out to men in the project or are there resources on the website to find those groups they could they could contact yeah. me <laughs> they can contact me contact um, david will be your segue into right that. yeah or let's see um yeah the, i think the it's northwestwarrior.org hmm. that that would be yeah, a good place be. to go they uh, there are workshops that we offer periodically and those are all uh there on the site, mm-hmm. and there's probably a uh, a webmaster of some kind that yeah. you know you can send, you can contact or send questions to. Mm-hmm. So, search it out online. Contact David. Either way, someone will find you. Right. Find find information. Right. Right. Mm. And what about yourself? How can people get in contact with you? Do you have a website? Do you advertise your your work? Oh yeah. Is... Yeah. Um. It's triple w dot davidfenn.com um, I have a sh- landline here nice. <laughs> that's on uh, I think the number's on my site mm-hmm. um, I think if you google my name it, it comes up pretty quickly uh, Yelp, I'm on Yelp so um, um, yeah nice awesome well that's uh, that's really all I can think of right at the moment, David. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. You're very everything. welcome. You're very welcome. It's and, been a uh, wonderful. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my talk with David Fenn. In crafting furniture, building a foundation for better men. If you enjoyed our interview or have anything to say, please reach out to lumbertronic at gmail.com. And until next time, keep sharing your story. <laughs>